Welcome to episode 98, realm three of our series, this part, Intimacy and MS. This is the second half of our conversation with Emily Royce. The following content is intended for a mature audience only. Please be advised that the podcast is meant for entertainment purposes. We do not endorse or promote products. The Myelin and Melanin podcast discusses the life experiences of the hosts and their guests. Each guest that appears consents to sharing their personal story and experience. If you have questions regarding your sexual health, please consult your medical team. Also, the Myelin and Melanin podcast is not a substitute for therapy. We are not providing medical, psychological, or religious advice whatsoever. Should you become pregnant, it's not our fault. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Myelin and Melanin podcast. I'm Dawn. And I'm Dana. We are two Black women sharing our musings on life, MS, and everything in between. You can find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at myelinmelanin. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube. If you're a fan of the podcast, please consider supporting us through our Patreon. Patrons gain exclusive access to bonus content, giveaways, myelin and melanin merchandise, and more. Our Patreon can be found at patreon.com forward slash myelin melanin. We also want to give a special thanks to our music producer, Shah Severe, for providing our podcast music over the past three seasons. Thank you for sharing that, Emily. Um, It brings me to a thought of a conversation that we had in our party line in the last intimacy series we had. Oh, God. Yours was actually just like a really wonderful story, but mine is kind of comical. But, you know, MS can do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I was d- describing how, you know, my body was feeling in, that, in, a, in a moment, in an intimate, sexual intimate moment, and with my person, and all of a sudden, my body starts to shake. And I didn't understand what was happening. It's so not funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but no, like I didn't have any penetration. There was nothing. I was just lying there and he's next to me. This is my person. And he's like, you okay? And I'm, like, I'm like, I'm okay. And then I just started to shake. And then he just like starts to hold me. And so I guess yeah. my whole point of sharing this is that it's important to have someone who is gentle and yes. who is in this intimate space with you, who you trust and which we will get into later. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that you were both like climbing towards this sensual moment and right. understanding that things happen. And thanks God he understands right. all of my quirky MS moments. Cause we've had several, um, you know, bladder issues, things like that. Yeah. Which we'll get yeah. Into now. But right. my whole point is, and, and we can laugh about it now at that time, it was scary. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I did feel a tremendous amount of guilt. Like, oh my God, he is just, just like my body's not acting right. And right. this is, he's mm-hmm. never going to ask me again to 
to ever be intimate. Um, and then I felt shamed. I was just like, I'm not worthy of this. I need to just stop. I need to just stop having sex or attempting to feel pleasure, period. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like really curious though to hear like, how'd you, how'd you get through that? Like, how'd you, not just with a really gentle partner, but how'd you get through that shame and guilt around that? Like with myself? Yeah. I, I owned my feelings mm. and I, I wasn't as evolved as you because I'm listening to you and I'm sitting here, I'm in awe. Right. And you saying, I love this body. I had, I took a little bit of that. Like I, mm-hmm. of course I didn't know you then, but I, I had to tell myself like, okay, Dawn, there's nothing wrong with you. It's MS. Like that is what's wrong. That is what is walking in without consent. That is what is trying to impede upon your pleasure and your Mm -hmm. moment with him. So be Mm -hmm. okay with it. And I just took a deep breath and he just kissed me on the cheek and he just like gently started to caress my arm and then my face. And he was like, it's okay. And he held me and I think I fell asleep and he fell asleep. And then we tried again and it was fine. Like Mm. hours later. But just mm-hmm. in that moment, it took a while though. It took a while for me to just like, cause my mind was still going, I was like, he's, he's hating this. He's hating this. Like he hates me. Mm-hmm. I mean, this Sean, is great. you're yeah. going to make me laugh yeah. in this very tender moment. And Emily, I'm <laughs> laughing. The reason why it's funny though, as Dr. mentioned, we talked about this in our last series on our party line, we call them. And one of the people who we're talking with is like, like, that's a thing. Like, he didn't even have to touch you and you just started <laughs> shaking. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. It's, like, it's a thing. Man, right. Yeah. But anyways, that's why <laughs> not at dawn. <laughs> right. Like, everyone. Like, no. Right. Yeah. Those skills. Yeah. Right. Exactly. He doesn't have to do anything and he makes her shake. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that I hope I answered the the question that you just posed. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's very your response is very generous. Yeah, yeah. I just you know it's something we all have to go through, and we're all experts on it in our own way. So I Mm -hmm. you know to say like for me like where I'm at it's because I've decided to dedicate you know a good chunk of my life to it, and I practice, and that's all it is is practice. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. But you know for for everybody like we all ultimately we all have to take ourselves through that shame spike spiral, you know, in order to be able to, to function. Right. Like, so we're all having the shame and guilt come up and I'm, I get super curious about like, how do people take themselves through it? You know, mm-hmm. what did you do to get yourself through it? Because it sounds like there was some self-love and self-nurturing and like reframing and just like, this is what's happening, you know, right. and I don't have control over this, which right. at least creates some gentleness, you know, which can be right. enough. I think I just acknowledge, I breathe through it. Like without mm-hmm. me being a, a constant 20 year meditator, I, I, it would have been difficult for just for me, my own personal mm-hmm. self. Like mm-hmm. I know myself in that way, but I like, I took deep breaths and I just acknowledge, yes, Dawn, you have MS. Like this is not a normal sexual, well, I, I don't even want to say normal. This is not a sexual moment that you had pre-diagnosis. Like this right. is different. So right. don't expect the same. And even right. 20 years later, I'm still expecting the same, which is so crazy. <laughs> right. Isn't yeah. it though? But yeah. yeah. Well, you know, how many, how much representation do we get, mm-hmm. you know, anywhere? 
so we get fed this idea of what is normal. And given the range of people I work with, many of whom are technically able-bodied, even, you know, just the, the mass, like, um, buying in that we have to this idea of what, you know, sexuality, sensuality, intimacy is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And in my experience doing this as a profession, how rarely I see that, you know, from people. And it's not just because these are the folks who have an issue and that's why they reach out to me. I think right. they are representative of the longer, you know, the larger right. um, population that like, it, there is no such thing as this ideal. There is no mm-hmm. such thing as like sex is supposed to look this way and, yes. and function this way. Like it just doesn't exist. Not it's even not for real. people who maybe take it for granted and are like, yeah. you know, well, I can do it the way they do it on movies. Like even then it doesn't play out the same mm-hmm. way. And it probably doesn't right. feel the way that people expect it to feel. Not mm-hmm. without the intimacy. Right. Yeah. It's not real. You know, somebody had used the word control again. And it's a perfect mm-hmm. segue. And not and changing the subject slightly but Mm -hmm. focusing on control. So last week we talked with Sarah Youngblood Gregory. She's an author and also somebody with a disability, but she wrote a fantastic article in the Huffington Post about bondage and why bondage is a thing for her um, as a person with a disability. Mm -hmm. And she talked about the idea of using bondage and rote play as kind of a means to control a body that she has limited control over. So, you know, most people, when they hear bondage and role play, you know, those stereotypical ideas that come to people's mind, you know, Um, but it's really a means of control. So the ropes and the bondage, again, is a way for her and her partner to kind of control what pleasure looks like in her unpredictable disabled body yeah so okay this is another huge question and like I'm like setting you up for total failure Emily (laughs) what are you so as I say that right so as I say that it's okay hearing like when you think about something like bondage and role play and all of these tools how might this play into the idea of pleasure like you know what I mean like do these because the reality is that the ropes and the bondage that's not the actual thing they're tools to achieve the thing does that make sense Mm. you know what i mean like the bondage isn't necessarily the pleasure in and of itself it's kind of okay okay i don't know yeah i think i pick up on the subtlety yeah 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 yeah. because Ultimately, we decide, you know, we decide how much pleasure something's going to be. Like, yes. if I really dive into it and, and I even tell myself mm-hmm. or I start doing heavy breathing in a certain way mm-hmm. or I breathe all the way down to my pelvis or I start to, you know, lightly touch my own skin or something. Mm-hmm. I can amp my, ple- like, I know the tools, yeah, the technology yeah. to amp pleasure up or to get into that sensual space, even right. if I'm like, eh, I don't really feel like it. Like, like there's that is like, it's not necessarily a pleasurable thing that's happening to me. Right. Because that's kind of like the mentality we have around a lot of things is that you think, Mm -hmm. first of all, I hate, I was like, don't ever do sex to me, you know, like Mm. that. But that's often how sexuality runs. I think in our society is we get super performance based. And so, and then it turns into this thing where if you meet a new partner, you're like, 
hey, I did this one thing on this one lady once. You're a lady. You're going to like the same right. thing. You know, instead of, you know, like, hey, come at my body <clears throat> with mm. curiosity, um, yes. with, with exploration, with whatever. Let's find out what's pleasurable in this moment with yes. these two bodies that showed up in this moment. Um, and it's the same thing with like, I respond to that. I have not read the article yet. It is uh. on my short list. Uh, because I respond with that, you know, yeah. when I came into BDSM, when I came into rope and I'm not super deep into it, but uh. when it showed up in my world a couple of years ago, that was my experience as well. It was like, oh, wow, Great. I can surrender into this rope. I can, sur okay. something is holding me and I can just let everything go, um, which was a big part of it. And working with somebody who is skilled enough, obviously similar in the way that we're talking about lovers who are skilled with working with uh -huh. MS, who can like go through all, you know, because I've, I've burst out into tears, you know, being tied up in a rope. I have, you know, like gone through the whole gamut of mm -hmm. um, the beauty. Uh, and I think, you know, to get back to your question of like, mm -hmm. you know, like it's not, yeah, it's not about the thing that mm -hmm. we find that, that, oh, like, so rope's pleasurable, so I should get into rope. Well, right, no, right. because it might not be pleasurable for you and your body in this mm. particular moment of time. You might not actually have enough tools to even be able to access that technology. Yes. And I don't say it as an elitist way, but like, mm -hmm. to be like, where are you with your surrender? Where are you with your vulnerability? Where are you with your breath work? Where are you with your meditative state? Can you bring yourself down from a heightened state or not? You know, like certain things will enhance that experience that will make it pleasurable. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you go into it, just thinking like, well, this rope thing's pleasurable. Let me just do it. Right. And you're not really ready. You may actually have a scary event. And that doesn't mean yes. the person that you're working with is scary. It just means right. like you might feel like you're suddenly like going off a cliff and you yeah. were, you know, you didn't have like whatever things to make that a pleasurable soft landing. So it's right. not, and so it's, again, it's not about toys. It's not about um, role play. It's not about mm -hmm. all those things are extra. If that's like, if that's in your pleasure in that moment, in that day, let's say yes to them. Let's have them bolster up, you know, whatever's already going on. But the thing alone, I think that's what you're asking. To me, yes, the thing yes, alone, totally. you know, right? Like I can go through the motions. I can yes. say like, for you know, I can say like, oh, I always love getting head. Not true. I don't. Right. You know, not mm -hmm. not only because my body might not be receptive and like ready for it, the the moment might not be. Things might be off. I might be thinking about this thing I'm really stressed about. Mm -hmm. I'm you know something might be off in my environment, and I'm thinking about somebody coming into the room. I might not right. be so sure about this partner I'm with, and I'm like, if my body, for example, starts to shake, are they going to be able to be down with it? And if I have right. questions, if they are, then I can't relax. Like. So the, the thing mm -hmm. alone, it's not to say like, oh, this should be pleasurable, right? Well, right. Like the conditions aren't right for it and my mental state and maybe my work thus far leading up to it. And yeah, like I had to come into rope really softly, for example, mm -hmm. like, you know, I had to be doing other embodiment, tantric practices, really getting into my senses, you know, getting into tasting uh -huh. food differently, getting into smelling the air differently that allowed me to be able to be more embodied in my rope experience. It didn't come first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
And Does I think answer? Yes, <laughs> totally. Okay. Did I fail? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh no, no. Like A Not plus plus plus. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, a lot comes into that. Yes. Especially with bondage and rope. I mean, you don't know like mm -hmm. If your partner has had some sort of childhood trauma or any trauma mm -hmm. at all mm -hmm. in their life with rope mm -hmm. and bondage, or you just don't know, you know what I yep. mean? It, yep. You have to be delicate. It, it is yeah. not something to think, oh, this is just fine. And, you know, let's do like we were saying before, like some Hollywood depiction of what this is supposed to look like. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's yeah. not yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just love how you how you speak, Emily, like, I know, I'm really, right, I mean, I wanted to ask, you know, how do you guide or help others search and reach this pleasure that you're describing, and you just kind mm. of, like, described it, but you can definitely yeah. talk about it more if you want, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, the, the, the beauty in that is that, um, somatic sexology, somatic sexology is not a treatment modality, so oftentimes folks will come to me being like, you know, I have premature ejaculation and kind of want to just be like, quote unquote, fixed, mm -hmm. you know, in like a session or two and like be on their way. Uh, and I, that's the gentleness I have to offer is like, it's you and your body mm -hmm. that are going to discover what's going on. First of all, what's going on underneath before we get to the quote unquote fix. Right. Because if we haven't given our bodies even the air time to express what they're going through, there are oftentimes in my body, and I'll speak from experience, it doubles down. If I'm not going to listen to like the subtle, you know, thing that's like, mm, this feels slightly off or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm just quick to want to fix it and be like, you're inconvenient. Get out of the way. I need to take a pill for you or whatever. You know, mm -hmm. like that's okay. It's a coping mechanism, but it doesn't allow us to go deep into our own bodies to discover like our bodies have the wisdom. Right. So I don't have a protocol. I don't like if someone example shows up with premature ejaculation, I'm not like, okay, well, I have a six step program that I take every single person through who right. has the same issue. It's not like that. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't know your body and I don't know what your body's going through and why it decided to manifest this way. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to slowly go through the practice of, can you be with your body? Can you be with discomfort? Do you know what you're sensing in your body? Can you name that? When you name it, what happens to your body? Oftentimes when people can name what's happening under their body, there's an openness or, or clearing right. or gives them more information now because now we have a dialogue. Yes. Now your body's like, oh, somebody's listening on the other end. Okay. Yes. You know, like now we can actually go back and forth. So the work is really just, I'm a, I can guide people in that, but people are doing the work, mm. you know, ultimately for themselves. Like them and their bodies are the ones who are in it. And when I ask during sessions, like, what's it like to notice that? Or what are you noticing in your body? What kind of thing is that thing? I'm just listening and waiting for the responses and writing them down and repeating them back. And when people hear right. their bodies speaking back to them, oh, my body said that? You know, like, wow. Right. Like, and then how does that feel to hear that back? Mm -hmm. So it is like this really, it's like a reacquainting. It's like yeah. getting to know like a dear friend that you, you forgot about, you know, or like, right. 20 years later or 30 years later you're like are we so cool are like right, are right. Friends now? like um like that is what sessions end up being mm -hmm. um and even when we i do body work it's not like there's this thing part of somatic sexology called genital mapping and it's just a really light gloved finger mm -hmm. placed on one part of the genitals so let's say it's like 
your right labia right here. What do you feel in this area right here? And then learning to sense into that. I think I feel a tingling. Okay, what kind of tingling is that tingling? It's, it's profound and subtle because we often are like, okay, I have a super sensitive clit and I can't feel anything here. And I'm like, but we're trying to like cast this wide net when in reality, what I've discovered in this work, I'm like, oh, I didn't know like my vestibular bulb on the right side <laughs> could feel this mm -hmm. thing. And right. I didn't know that my labia liked this like smooshing motion over here, but is not so fond of it. So it's really breaking it down to not just like, am I functioning or not? Right. Know, right? Like I hate that terminology of sexual dysfunction. Who Can am I, I functioning yeah. for? It, right. Yeah. Can I ask you a question though? Like of both of you, I guess, but you being the, the practitioner here, right. um, isn't it more of a mind, uh, not a mind trick, but it's like a mind, maybe it is your mind tricking your body to feel something because you just describing that I'm like imagining and I'm like seeing myself on a table and somebody like you helping right. me and someone helping me and you're touching this right labia with your, you know, gloved finger. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I could feel that. You know what I mean? Like mm. I, my mind instantly allowed me to feel that. It wasn't like mm. a sexual feeling, but I, I feel it. I, I don't know. And I think with MS, we do have to use all of these aspects of our, of our body yeah. exactly and we have to use our mind so do you think that mm -hmm. that's like mm -hmm. abnormal to bring that in to bring the mind in is that yes. what the question is yes mm, i don't i don't know i don't think anything's abnormal and i think that mm -hmm. we function in a society that highlights and it, it functions on on mind power so we have right. to like that's what we're crafted to do you know from from upbringing. So mm -hmm. it's part of our field. We have to use it in order to just be able to function in a world that operates under that, you know, otherwise if I was just operating under my body, I wouldn't be able to interact with most people. I wouldn't be able to interface right. with like this mind centered reality. And I also think that that's not a bad thing. So when we say somatics, it's not like, okay, you think the mind's great? Well, the body's better. It's not that, right, right. you know, it's just right. like we've done, okay, we've done a lot with the mind. Let's just set that over here gently. <laughs> and then right. we're just going to gently learn these skills to come into the body so that we can have both on board and so that we right. can have more agency. So that when something comes up and we're immediately going to mind space and trying to figure it out and like assess and find the best solution or whatever, that maybe if we have enough practice, we can be like, oh, and what does my body feel? And also right. come into that. So it's an ant, it's not an or, you know, it's a, you know, cause the mind is going to be there and the mind, especially with chronic illness, I think, and with a lot of things, mm -hmm. it's going to try to make sense of it. So it's going to also be trying to figure out like, well, what is my reality constantly? Right. Like right. reassessing, like, and how do I survive and thrive if that's possible? And like, so the mind is going to be involved in there, but before I get anyone on the table, that is why there's all this preliminary work. We're in a very fast paced society. So I get a lot of inquiries and right. not as many clients because people want to like, I got this thing going on, fix me. I right. wanted two sessions. You know, I wanted this low, low rate of 999, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, right, right. It's all the things. And then being like, okay, when I, when I get real with people, like 
you've been using your mind for 30 years and we're going to learn a totally new technology that you don't even have the language for yet. It's in your body, but you don't know it yet. And so it's going to, there's going to be an unwinding. So I don't get anybody on the table until I am clear that they have enough sense in their body and awareness where they can name things because mm -hmm. I heavily work with consent. And so I'm not doing mm -hmm. anything to anybody. Like you're direct, you're telling me the next right move. You're telling me the next spot to put a fit. You're, you're, we're leading from your curiosity. Mm -hmm. So it's not, and we're not going into tolerate because we've, we've grooved that muscle in enough. You know, that pathway right. is well grooved. Um, so it doesn't need to be like, get up on the table. You know, we need to solve this erectile dysfunction. Now I know all the tricks. Let's just do it. You know, uh, close your eyes, you know, like, let's just do it. Like, that's not at all that. Right. So you said is. a word that's super powerful and we've used mm. this quite a bit consent and mm -hmm. MS enters our bodies without any type of consent mm -hmm. and it Oof. screws us over mm -hmm. and it turns us upside down around and in circles and every which way. And so mm -hmm. someone coming to you and giving consent to, to you for them to be able to feel and connect their mind and their body is very very powerful yes mm -hmm. and she also used the word agency yes mm -hmm. um absolutely yes yeah yes and, and all things on board for that you know so that the yes. mind is the mind's part of it yeah and the mind's part of it there's no shame there's no needed extra shame and guilt um, right yeah on top of that coming into the picture because it needs to be a part of it yes right yeah. And like all three really go together. Like I said earlier, it's like a trilogy, the guilt, the shame, the trust, like all of those things, that, right. you know, just like your mind, your body, your spirit, all of those things go together. But mm. guilt and shame are like cousins, you know what I mean? Or twins. Yeah. 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 And you posted something recently, maybe it was like four or five days ago, Emily, and Dana and I just like fell over it. We were just right. loving it. And I'm going to read it and I'll, I'll give the credit, but okay. I love it. And it says, it is really, really deeply satisfying when I say, quote, I'm going to trust you and let you see me, end quote. It's scary, but it is really satisfying when I'm seen as I am. And that wow. comes from finding your, our podcast, the credit mm -hmm. that's where it comes from. And Adrian Marie Brown, that's who it is. Yes. The one and, one and only. Or the multiple. Yeah. It's so powerful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. There is something about being seen as you are. Um, yeah. When someone identifies your, and I sent you an article a while ago, Emily, and if you haven't read it, whatever. But so had you, have you ever heard of the term access intimacy before? Access intimacy. Yes. No. So essentially, and you know, without getting deep into it, it's basically, you know, especially as a person with a chronic illness or a disability, somebody, whoever your partner or partners are, being able to have your access needs, whatever they may be in mind, whether it be, you know, physical accessibility needs, mental, you know, whatever the case may be, but really seeing you and operating with you in mind and it sounds so mm -hmm. basic but it's so important <laughs> how mm -hmm. can i relax and enjoy this moment if you don't see me 
if you know what I mean, if you don't know what my needs are. And I think that this meme right here just really says it all. It's really satisfying when I'm seen as I am. And it starts with the work that you're doing on the table or when you're doing it at home alone after you've been taught, you know what I mean? It taught, Mm -hmm. like it helps you when you're taught this, helps you to allow someone else in and that vulnerability that Emily said in the beginning, Mm -hmm. what intimacy is being vulnerable, vulnerable and open Mm -hmm. so that they can see you. Because if you're closed off, if you don't even know what feels good, if you don't even know what you like or what's painful, how can you be seen? You know what I mean? So it goes both ways, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then like this, yeah, and then the other bit that I feel like, oh, yeah, this needs to be said too, because this is super alive for me right now. How beautiful to be seen. And, and, and you know, some of it is I present very well. I, you know, my illness is oftentimes invisible. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm a chickalit. Um, you know, I'm a white woman. I, even if I'm queer, like oftentimes people won't know that or assume it or whatever. Like I can just right. navigate different spaces. Mm-hmm. And then I have, you know, something like an MS player come up and, you know, we're all familiar with this language of people mm-hmm. who, you know, are in our communities and maybe well-intentioned or whatever, who are like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't see you like that. Like, okay, well then you right. don't see me. Yes. Full stop. Period. If you can't see yes. me like this, then that means you've never really seen me. And you yes. haven't seen, you know, just because I'm this joyful woman run around the dance floor or whatever. And then when I can't dance, it's, I can't see you like that. No, yes. then I'm not, you know, then I'm, then I'm, then I'm going to find spaces where I can be fully seen. And I'm going to lean into spaces where people are like, you know what, maybe I don't need to just be seeing your illness, but I also don't need to be not seeing that either. You know, that that's, gotcha. that that's a part of it. Um, and that's a part of it with our intimate spaces for sure is, yeah, not only like it's so deeply satisfying when I can be seen, but it's like can't really fully drop into intimacy without that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like yes. maybe it's an unraveling like with this, with this new partner I have, it's an unraveling. We're still getting mm-hmm. to know each other. So there's still a seeing that's, but it's active. It's actively right. happening. And there's right. this assumption um, that maybe those of us who are, you know, those who are nearest and dearest to us will somehow see us more clearly, but that's not true. You know, we'll yes. have people in our life who are able to, a lot of people in our society have a really hard time with chronic illness and pain. And I think it yes. has like just seeing it, like that is just seeing it. It's yes. very difficult. And I, I am more hyper aware of it during this pandemic that my physical, you know, immobility, because mortality is so heightened right now, mm, that mm. it's bringing that, that I feel that my body is actually bringing that more up for other people that they're like, I don't want to see this. Not only do I not right, see right. you, but I don't want to see the reality of like bodies that are struggling. I don't right. want to see, you know, like, I just want to keep not wearing my mask. I just want to like, whatever. Yeah. And that is a denial tactic is a way to avoid grief. So there is more to that. You know, it's not just that um, you can't see me because you have rose colored glasses or whatever. I Uh also know that you're doing that as a protection, um, as your own protection, which is totally unrelated to me. But it's super important to me. And this quote is super, how satisfying. And I believe in satisfaction. So 
where can I find that? Who can I get that from? You know, because there are people who are providing it. It mm-hmm. might not be my closest friends. It might not be the people who I thought were down. They might mm-hmm. be having a hard time with seeing me in this in this other non-polished uh, realm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I need to lean into spaces where, where that is being seen, where I can be full, where I can be fully expressed. That's intimacy. Shoot, you know, like I know how to show up with all my stuff together. You know, I've done that yeah. my, nearly my whole life. Um, right. But how, what a gift for me to show up and be able to surrender a bit and collapse into like, this is what's happening. Surrender. This is real. Are you down for this? Can you see me in this? And then when people can, oof, then my heart cracks open big, big time. You know, then it's like, okay, now we're in this. You know, right. now I know that you're like on my crew. Um, I'm right. I'm yeah. quoting you. Dawn, like, are you yeah. just kind of like, <laughs> I'm like yeah. I don't know what you've done, but right. you us, you've cast a spell over right. here. You have. For I sure. do cast spells. I do yes. <laughs> I'm so serious. Like, I love your energy. Like, I love yes. you. Like, right now, I absolutely. Oh. Yes. Oh, I feel seen. Yes. I mean, you just said something that hit me again back into the wall. You said a denial or denial is a tactic that, or you said denial is a tactic or a way to avoid grief. Like Mm. that is just so powerful. Yes. Mm. Oh my God. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's when I, that's when I'm realizing firsthand. That's how I realize most of the things that I realize. I'm like, Oh, that's what's happening. Right. Which softens my heart to, to other folks. It does. Maybe don't have exactly what I got going on right now, but like, they got their own stuff that I'm I'm never gonna know about. Yes. And we're all just trying to cope. We're all just trying to get through this. Even yes. if we have Ugh. able bodies, we're all just trying to get through this. And right now yes. is a particularly difficult moment. Um, all kinds of strategies um are coming out, but denial is a big one that I see. Wow. Yeah. I mean, she's totally softened my heart for these excuse me, idiots who don't wear masks. <laughs> you know, like seriously, I, I'm like seeing oh, I it and it's totally different day. day. Yeah. You know? Well, it doesn't mean that I don't also have that moment. Well, right, of, like, of course. These mother, these, you know, they yes, don't care yes, about yes. nobody. They don't yep. know how to do collective care. Mm-hmm. Privileged yeah. ass, you know, like whatever. Like yeah. I have all those moments. Yeah. Um, yeah. Every day. And then it's just an inviting back to stop. First of all, can I feel that? Because I don't, yeah. I don't need to shame myself for having those feelings. Right. Because you are showing me you don't know how to do collective care. Right. That's real right. too. Mm-hmm. And you are showing me that you're not prioritizing my safety. And I can see it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all, that's real. Um, yeah. But then for my own benefit even, can I soften my heart? Because I, you know, yeah. this, whatever, this whole thing, like, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? That's often, I often have to come back to that. So I'm like, mm-hmm. do I want to hate everybody in the world right now? <laughs> and feel like even yep. more isolated yeah. than I already mm-hmm. do? Yeah. Or do yeah. I want to come from a place of like, mm, you're just a human having a human experience and you're doing the best you can. And right. like, yeah. for you to put on a mask maybe brings up all this stuff about, yeah. you know, adjustment and mortality and the, mm-hmm. you know, the dystopia and whatever that mm-hmm. I have no mm-hmm. idea about. 
Right. Yeah. It's wow. a daily practice. Yeah. Well, I, I'm trying to get, I'll try to get there. I really, yeah. but I mean, it's, sure. but it's opened my mind though. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that, you know, like you just said, Emily daily practice, but like, mm-hmm. that's a thing like that I had mm-hmm. never really thought about before. And you know, and that's not one of those things that you want to go around saying, well, you look at the other, their <laughs> point of view. No, I'm not that. Right, right, right. But, nah. just, but like you said, for yourself to mm-hmm. be able to sit back instead of being all like, angry. I'm just speaking to myself, all angry and bitter, yeah. like these mm-hmm. assholes, blah, blah, blah. Just being able to breathe and be like, not that it makes it any better, but okay, well. There, yeah. yeah. whatever you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. totally opened my mind. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. like, that's a gem. It yeah. is good for oh. sure. Emily, I this w- conversation has been wow. Yeah, I want to quote you, Dana, because okay. you said something that was really beautiful, mm-hmm. too. And you, this might spark um, your memory, but we were talking about like who deserves intimacy and. Mm-hmm. Now that Emily has spoken about the non-mask wearing people, I guess they deserve right. it too, you know? I guess so. <laughs> I guess. They can get with yeah. each other. Right. They can get with each other. <laughs> non-mask wearing asses. Right. right. <laughs> but right. in the disabled community, you had said, we all do. And just because you lack the ability, for, or, you know, I'm putting that mm-hmm. in air quotes, the right. ability to do whatever it is, that mm-hmm. shouldn't influence your access to being pleased and mm-hmm. having intimacy. Yeah. Period. So I guess Amen. it yes. like all sums it all up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really does. It really like does. Both of what you guys were saying. Yeah. And I'll wow. say this. I'll say this about my own body, that I have discovered more pleasure in my body since, you know, like since, now I'm not going to say that the pain was like the reason for it or that the Mm -hmm. MS was like, you know, the gift that got me here. Mm -hmm. Right, right. But I think because there was so much discomfort that kind of propelled me into like, well, let me get curious about is the pleasure just as big? If the pain Mm -hmm. is constant and it's always there and whatever, like what if, you know, and I have discovered my capacity for pleasure is just as great as my capacity for pain. And I am in more pleasure. Again, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying like I choose this or this is great or whatever. But I'm in more pleasure today than I was 10 years ago, you know, before MS, mm-hmm. for sure, hands down. I'm able to access, you know, and again, yeah. like I've done all the tools and all the things to figure it out. Like, how can I access this safely? How can I right. be in my body? How can right. I like build upon pleasure? So I got, you know, like there's been work and practice mm-hmm. and all the things, but I, I am floored that my capacity for pleasure is as is as big as it is and it is big so even though if I have to adjust and like stop and move and Mm -hmm. you know do all the things when it's on like it's on like the the pleasure capacity that I have in this body so I don't to me that's for for anybody who's listening with chronic illness who's like oh I think that part of my life is over even if you know like I have I have Virginia I have chronic vaginal pain for me to be able to still access pleasure the way that mm-hmm. I do floors me. Um, so there's hope. There's hope and there's promise that we can be even deeper into our pleasure than maybe some folks who are walking around able-bodied who are mm-hmm. um, disconnected from their bodies or mm-hmm. numb or like can't access stuff or whatever. 
right. that we might even we might have like an in on being able right. to access deep pleasure if since we're so in our bodies. Wow! Wow! Uh, wow! Yeah. And <sighs> and ten years, Dana and I were in denial having MS yeah. for ten years. And you, right. This is uh, like so powerful. It is. Emily, where can people find you um, online and learn more about what you do? Yeah, yeah. Um, my website is beloveandbeloved.com. Uh, you can find me there. There's inquiries there too. It's a little bit of my work. There's some videos up, um, but you can send me a contact inquiry too. And then you don't have to be committed to doing a session mm -hmm. just to reach out. Mm -hmm. um, you can find me on Instagram at chronic.pleasure is my handle there. Um, I am on Facebook. If you look up Emily Roy, Emily Roy's somatic sexologist, mm -hmm. uh, that will bring up my page, my business page, which also has a way of reaching out and has videos, etc. I have quite a bit of videos on YouTube, so if you just um, search on YouTube for Emily Royce, uh, you'll come across those. And those are like, a lot of those are like leading somatic practices. So okay. that will take people to be able to, even through like a, a yoni massage um, mm -hmm. or a belly massage or a body scan if they're not familiar with doing those or other kinds mm -hmm. of meditation. And I think those are all the places that you can find me. Yeah. Those are the places you can find. This is so delightful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Likewise. Yes. Yeah. This is great. Yes. yes. Thank you so much. And yeah, thank you thank for you being for vulnerable. Me the oh, no, no problem. But yeah, we thank you for your vulnerability and honesty and sharing and everything. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome and thank you. Yeah. I, I love talking about intimacy and I love talking about vulnerability. So this is a gift. Thanks for tuning in to the Myelin and Melanin podcast. You can always find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at myelinmelanin. You can always subscribe to us on YouTube. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.